it's a great time to be a minority. Women, minority, um, people of different backgrounds. I, I am so proud to be an Asian female in this industry. I think it's a fantastic time for us to shine. When it comes to women in the world of commercial real estate, the barriers have been real, they have been tough, and they have been hard to overcome. It's an uphill battle of acceptance, you know, having the legacy firms understand that there's supplier diversity and then there's workplace diversity. And the pandemic took its toll too. A survey from the Commercial Real Estate Women Network last year had nearly 40% of respondents saying the pandemic stored progress for female employees. Just over 30% said it had derailed progress altogether. The enforced isolation we all faced meant less access to mentors, and when childcare and Zoom school reached pandemic breaking point, it was often women who had to step in and stop it all falling apart, sometimes to the detriment of their careers. I think, you know, one of the great lessons of, of the last couple of years has been uh, a commitment to adaptability, recognizing that we need to be more flexible, we can embrace more flexibility, and I think certainly working women um, have shown that in, in lots of different ways. I'm Miriam Hall, this is BizNow Reports, and this episode is coming to you from BizNow's New York City Women Leading Real Estate event. This year, BizNow honoured 48 female leaders whose careers span right across the industry. The women were chosen by a steering committee made up of RXR's Whitney Ocaro, Laurie Grasso from Hunt and Andrews Kurth, Invesco's Leslie Lissa, and Bental Greenoak's Abby Franco Borok. Abby and I caught up on Fifth Avenue just outside the event. Well, I really think events like this, bringing together so many female industry leaders from diverse backgrounds, really helps move the needle. To arrive at an honoree list, the steering committee considered nominees' efforts to advance the industry amid the challenges of the last few years, as well as their commitment to New York City's recovery, which has not, so far, been a speedy one in the eyes of many in real estate. Yeah, I mean, you stand here and it feels very vibrant and robust, um, but it, it goes without saying that the city continues to face challenges, particularly around certain asset classes like office. So, um, you know, time will tell, but, um, you know, I think it's important as investors and as lenders and as um, participants in the industry to really make sure we're looking at what is, what is the future of real estate and what are the future uses and how is technology and demographics and all these really important um, trends and, and shifts in our, in our world going to impact real estate. I think that's what excites me a lot about the real estate industry right now is there's so much change um, and being able to be on the forefront both from an investing standpoint and from a, a leader and a corporate uh, culture perspective on the forefront of these changes is really exciting. More than 400 people, men and women, packed into the event. And I was struck by the wide range of experience in the room. There were women in top leadership roles and those who were just starting out in the first chapter of their careers. Abby is the head of US debt at Bentol Green Oak and I asked her for her advice for women who were just getting started in the business, particularly at a time like now which seems very fraught. I mean, there's just so many, so many variables in the market. I'd say for women starting out, it's all about 
learning at this point in their career. So this is actually an amazing, despite all the challenges and headwinds, it's an amazing time to learn your trade. And it's a particularly amazing time to learn about real estate, you know, what works and what can go wrong in a, in a volatile market. So I would say, you know, making sure that you're focused on the big picture, but really looking around today and learning as much as you can and, and finding and working for people that take mentorship and sponsorship and your career seriously. Right now, there's a housing crisis, a homelessness crisis, and a possible fiscal crisis as business tax revenue and personal income taxes are set to decline. How New York is faring and what needs to happen in this moment was front of mind for many women in the room. It needs a lot of things. It needs housing. It needs a lot of housing. It needs vision. It needs creative thinkers. It needs help from Washington. It needs a lot of dedicated people to, who believe in the future of New York, um, like much of the real estate industry, all of the real estate industry does. And it, it needs to reinvent itself in the way that it's reinvented itself many times in the past. Sandia Spitia, Chief Operating Officer at Repney. We're still recovering, but we're really bullish about New York City and bringing people back into offices. Uh, residential had an incredible year last year, um, and we, you know, look forward to seeing, you know, more changes and more economic activity in real estate. I do think that the pandemic changed some things, and we're learning how to use space differently. But I do think that real estate continues to be essential to people's lives. Hi, Helen Huang with Meridian Capital Group. I head up the institutional investment sales team. Volume is actually very, very high. It's just very tricky to get deals done. Uh, things seem to be sort of moving target at this point in terms of pricing, in terms of debt pricing and things like that. So it's trickier, but there's tremendous amount of volume coming from a lot of existing multifamily, recapitalization of office buildings. Again and again, the return to office just kept coming up. Obviously, it's a matter quite close to the hearts of people in real estate, but it's increasingly becoming a conversation around the viability of New York itself. I'm Linda Foggy, and I'm the Global Head of Real Estate Operations for City. Oh my goodness, I, I love this question, and I think one of the most important things is return to office. And I think that um, it sounds a little cliche because it's something that's talked about a lot, maybe too much. But the reason I think it's important is because return to office um, is not just about coming back to the office to work. There's secondary and tertiary markets in the city that depend upon people coming back to the city, being in the city, using transportation, paying taxes in the city, spending money in the city, having lunch and dinner in the city. And so I think when we see people get back to the office and back to the city, that it will help to sort of reinvigorate all of the secondary and the tertiary markets in the city. That's my view on it. Linda, like so many women at this event, which Bisnell hasn't had for two years because of COVID, feels very optimistic about the future. Oh my gosh, it's a really fantastic time to be a woman in real estate. And wow, we have a lot of work to do and a long way to go with creating real equity for women in real estate. It's never been a more visible, initiative. Um, I was just with some executives in my company and we were talking about um, how bright the horizon is. Um, so women are really well positioned, I think, 
to advance themselves um, in this industry. It's just a really, it's a really great time. What do you think has changed? Why is it so much better now than it used to be? I think there's more awareness. Um, I think that there's more advocates. I think one thing that's important that people hadn't necessarily paid attention to was the allyship from men in the industry, honestly. It is a male-dominated industry, and so we need the men to be aware, to be vigilant. And so sometimes um, there's a lot going around about unconscious bias, and so sometimes I think people just didn't realize that they had this sort of very human way of being most comfortable with things that are like them. And so I think now there's starting to be this education and this awareness um, that we have these biases and it kind of allows us to overcome them and that's a really good thing for women in our industry. Award-winning journalism covering the industry's biggest headlines delivered straight to your inbox. Oh, and it's completely free. Whether you're looking for news on multifamily or life sciences or the top headlines in your local market, we've got what you're looking for. Visit biznow.com slash subscribe. On BizNow's website right now, a story looking at President Joe Biden's national strategy on hunger, nutrition and health, and how grocery store development fits into that. We've also got a piece looking at how rising costs could negatively impact developers' focus on sustainability, and a story about opportunistic buyers zeroing in on the office sector as financing deals become more challenging. Susan Saslow, I'm a real estate partner at the firm Hunt & Andrews Kirk. Every generation opens doors for younger generations and you've got to keep pushing and more and more deals I see across the table, it's all females. You have to be really proactive and, and take you know, more control and, and find opportunities, whether it's you know, through Zoom or just reaching out and maintaining that contact. Real estate, of course, is a really male-dominated industry, particularly in the boardrooms and at the executive level. Women make up just over 23% of the highest ranking executives at the country's largest commercial real estate firms, according to BizNow's analysis last year. But for many women in the room, including Bentel Greenoaks' Abby Franco-Borok, there's a real sense of momentum. I think something that's exciting for me as a woman in the industry and amongst all these women here is that there really truly has been measurable success in the ranks of women in senior positions. And while there's still a lot of work to do, I think the fact that companies and as an industry, you can look around and see the type and caliber of women that we've supported and recognized tonight, really making a difference at the highest levels. Um, it really feels like now is a time we can, we can appreciate. That's Abby Franco-Borok. She's the head of US debt at Bentel Greenoak. A full list of the honorees is on our website. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to find. A big thank you to reporter Kira Long for gathering interviews at this event. I'm Miriam Hall. Thanks for listening.